Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Aeons. They have a new album called Consequences, released on September 10th. Right now, being joined by Sai and Justin to share some more information about this stellar release, as well as what the boys have got going on. So, boys, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Enjoy your listeners. So much of that. Yeah. Beautiful indeed. Uh, what are you guys drinking? Why don't you share that with us, if you don't mind? Uh, some Cronenberg and some Bex. Just a little lager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Alamans and Island of Alcoholics, and you know, maybe we're the same. Yeah. Exactly. you got to stay productive, because it looks like you guys are super busy. And in the comments below, anybody, if you're drinking right now, what are you drinking? Let's start sharing that about. And if anybody recognizes the software that they're using and what's going on on the screen... How do you use that software? Looks like Pro Tools. Am I right? Nope. Uh, Cubase, man. Cubase, yeah. Cubase. All right. I just offended everybody in the world <laughs> who <laughs> uses... It's stopping you from vegetables in their screens, which is not a bad thing for screens. Exactly. And then now they're probably in the comments talking about how Pro Tools just came out with features that Cubase has had for 20 years. Correct. Yeah, absolutely Correct. right. Mm-hmm. Those suckers in their million-dollar studios that are just going down the drain with pro. Anyway, that was a long story. I didn't need to go down. Uh, just had to cross the Rubicon on that one, I guess. So one of the things that you wanted me to chat about was Isle of Man, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, it's a tiny rock in the middle of the Irish Sea. Eighty thousand population, I think. Yeah. The last census. So it's a small place. It's basically a town, as far as anywhere else is concerned in the world. But we are a country. And we do come from there. And it's got a really good music scene, considering the size. There's a lot of like really, really good bands. I think there's a lot of really underrated bands over here. Um, not the greatest metal scene, although it's picking up, but we like to think that we're flying the flag quite well, hopefully. We've got, like, the Armand's got the highest, I think, per capita band ratio of any place I've ever been. And I've been mostly places around the world and scenes uh, and got to the local scenes. But here, there's more bands than you would think for a town of 80,000. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And we are a small island, but that means there's constant music. There's folk, there's soul, there's a bit of metal. Uh, we were probably the heaviest band on the island, yeah. I'd say, but uh, there's uh, ski rock bands. And every Friday night, I just full of covers bands. So it's a great if you enjoy your music. Yeah, it's awesome place for music. It's and of course, we've got the TT and, Festival. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The world's famous festival. Why do you think that is? Because there's not a lot to do, and because we've got a strong Celtic tradition. So as a result, there's a lot of Celtic music goes on here, which fosters a lot of people be interested in music, and then eventually go on to form bands or, or like they they create music to be part of the community. Yeah, there's loads of like music festivals when you're in school. They really encourage like people to take part in like the local like music scene, like yeah. like, like folk music things like that. And then that just branches out. Then you pick an instrument, and you just go for everything from there. So it's a really well supported scene over here, and I think that's why you get so many people take up music as a thing. And of course, one of the big artists comes over here. Uh, they play like one of the two big places we have them to play. There's always local bands come on and support them. So there's a demand for them, especially during TT. There's yeah. probably 100 bands play during TT. Maybe only 10 of them come from across. And by across, I mean from the UK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Across that pond. Not the, not the yeah. bigger pond, that pond. Okay. Now, I guess my next question is, you mentioned a lot of Celtic influences. Is there a Isle of Man sound? Like, if you heard a band, would you be able to tell that they were from... No. No, 
No, I don't think so. I think we're, it's very divergent. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, we've got a really like really wide, like varied music scene. Um, and to be honest, I actually can't think of a single band that sounds like another band over here, which is strange for such a small place. Like nobody really copies each other. Everyone's got their own little identity as yeah. who they are as a band over here. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really interesting when you go to like an originals night and there's lots of bands playing. You know that you're going to get, you know, say even a metal night, you'll have. Oh, yeah, a punk band, a hardcore band, a, you know, a doom band. There's just loads of really interesting music, and you always get a nice varied sort of scene at the time. It's, it's really good, really interesting bands. I think also you don't want to see two bands of the same, but they compete for a very small audience, right? That's so the thing, yeah. They encourage diversity. Cool. Making a note, we're chatting about the Isle of Man music scene, everybody. So, uh, a fun one is in, I don't know what I want to call it, a music scene microclimate. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool that, yeah. like Finland, for example, one drummer might be in like eight metal bands. That's true. That does happen. But that's more for like the covers bands yeah. where those guys, there's a lot more, again, back to that per capita, I think was much more original bands on the Isle of Man per capita than you would find in most towns. Okay. So we've got a lot of guys trying to write original music and digital ages allowed them to spread their wings a little bit, which is great because it means that the Isle Man, people know about the Isle of Man. There's an Armand Spotify playlist you can check out, and it's got all the local bands on it with the original stuff. We've got a lot of EDM producers who are doing very well here on the Armand. Uh, the Celtic Music's doing very well, singer-songwriters. Uh, is, yeah. So the Armand, if you go on Spotify or go on uh, YouTube, you can find playlists of everybody here from and we should be somewhere on there. Yeah, amongst, mm-hmm. amongst the masses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amongst the masses, baby. Now, I guess kind of a basic question. How did that end up affecting or how has things gone for the last roughly two years are you guys fairly affected by the pandemic not so much yeah we have sort well, of a little bit we were working we had released the last album that was two years ago about an hour as well yeah. yeah 2019 about now and the plan was obviously with that to promote and tour it get across the pond <laughs> the small pond small pond, um, small pond. You know, yeah just play some gigs and just sort of you know spread the word because obviously where we are we're so isolated social media is our biggest friends you know having presence on youtube facebook stuff like that and trying to promote that's the important thing for us until we can get across mm-hmm. so it helped a little bit because it made that means we, we could do this we could focus on this album instead which we think is just you know a step up from what we were before really cement our sound and then use that as our sort of platform to jump off the island and go and play these gigs and you know, get get to the UK really and start exposing people to our sound really. Well, the much better product than I think we yeah. had in 2019. So we're lucky we didn't go out. We're not lucky, but I think I think we're in a much better position to present a stronger band than we would have been in 2019. So in terms of how COVID affected us on the island, very very small. So I know my California was locked down. Uh, still, Mr. Newsom is still mass mandating. We are completely not at all. So we had three lockdowns of about three weeks, four weeks. And that's it because yeah. we're able to close our borders and then let it die out in the community. And so we were able to practice constantly, play gigs locally, yeah, gigs as well, gigs yeah. during it. Uh, the pubs were all open. Everybody's happy. Everybody's out of business. It was probably only total maybe 10 weeks in since it started where the other man's been shut. And all the rest of the time, everybody's socializing, going to the office, doing every, everything as normal. Yeah. And which is, I know, crazy for people in the UK to hear. But we, it's been normal here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we and we're very lucky, and we don't think about it too much, do we? No, no, not usually. But it means we can we can play a lot of gigs locally. But of course, we're stuck in this thirty mile by nine mile middle island. Yeah, and to get to the big pond, uh, which goes is go to Liverpool or Ireland, is just impossible. Okay, and it's still not possible now, maybe. So 
you know, we're hoping to tour in 2022, but w- what that looks like is probably very different from what it will look like if those bands came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, something you mentioned was solidifying the sound. How did you do that? How did you know that you got there? Where you listened back to a song and said, we've done it. So we, we tend to write very democratically in that we are all quality control. And, uh, but the, the writer is the one that takes control of the actual theme of the song. But we, we've got better as musicians together. And when we feel the product is the best we can do for that, and that we feel that the song encapsulates the meaning of what we're trying to say. And, that, and that's the most important thing. A, a, a collection of riffs of some screaming over it is not, to me, uh, a song. It's a, it's a piece, it's, it's a track. When we want to put seven songs out and we have them, they've all got function, they've all got lyrics that can be read independently of the music. Uh, yeah, like stories, really. Story yeah, music, yeah. yeah. And the story defines the sound of the song. And so once like the, you know, the, 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 the rough sketch is there almost it's that that's then the, the real collaboration starts to come in and that's where we spent a lot of time and we had the time obviously with those two years of not really being able to a do a lot with yeah. the other album gave us a lot of room to really figure out what we wanted these sounds to songs to sound like based on the stories we sort of had to base them off really if you if you take the thematics of consequences uh, every track is about the consequences of your actions or the consequences of inaction and every story has a poster associated with it that specifically tells an aspect of that that's um, hopefully will be listened to by so somebody's going to listen to at least one of them and go, "Hey man, that's me." Yeah. And if I if I if I pursue this course of action, maybe I'm on. Then there are consequences maybe I hadn't thought about, and there's a there's a story in each one of those that might affect them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are allegorical, uh, some of them mythological, one's historical, but within that framework of lyrics and music, there's an ability to describe a, a, a greater ideal. Okay. Now this almost sounds premeditated. Did you guys? Sit- Absolutely. Yeah. Every single word is is written yeah, specifically. Like yeah. So, so like the number one, there's two reasons. One, you want it to be right. You want it to be artistically uh, valid and have some uh, expedience with, with the community that's going to view that not just as a metal song but as a piece of art. And secondly, because the internet is quick to tell you when you've done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to encounter all that in your head and go. To the best of our ability, there's no mistakes in this. Yeah. And that's probably inviting people to dissect it. Lyrically, thematically, musically, we've done, I think, the best we can. Yeah. And to, to, to negate potential negative comments, we haven't had any. We haven't had anybody come to us and say, oh, this is wrong, this is, this is incorrect, or I don't feel anything from this. And the reviews that are coming in are telling us that everybody finds an interesting spark in the album but it's not always the same track yeah it's different songs people it seems to be drawn to more which is sort of what we wanted to happen you know people associate with certain songs in certain ways and it's nice that the the broad spectrum of like sounds that we try to present do that you know different people latch onto the things they like mm-hmm. i think a lot of bands produce two singles and then fill the rest of the album out with yeah. potentially stuff but we wanted to put seven specifically independent tracks on it so if you listen to Consequences, you're going to hear at least six different genres of music. And where some reviewers have said, oh, we want to hear like these, these two styles or maybe even this style only, because that's what they're used to. We're presenting a much more diverse spectrum of musical genres that are under the banner of metal. Yeah. And that, while that puts some of the people off, it doesn't put the, pe- it doesn't put the people who are fans off, the people buying the album. Uh, and we want to work on that to strength and get right. The next time we need more diverse. Totally. So you're yeah, here. And, sort of, and that's become like our 
thing. Yeah, really. that's, that's through that process, that's how we found out that that really was our sound. To just do whatever we want. Yeah, to do what we want. But have that A on the touch yeah, to it. With, like, yeah. you know, with, with a fine-tooth comb. Wow. Somebody just said fine-tooth comb. <laughs> it reminds me of, of Wayne's World. We'll go over it. The fine-tooth comb will dot our, cross our T's and dot our lowercase <laughs> J's. Yeah. <laughs> we don't forget we're English, so it's more spinal tap. Yeah. yeah, that too. And on lead bass, who is on lead bass on this record? That's uh, that's Joe with an E at the end, who is not here because he's doing something with his newborn. Yeah, yeah. And then Skippy with the vocals, he's too angry because he's from New Zealand, so we don't let him on the camera very often. And Scott is probably playing computer games. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking it up. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. I thought it was Isle of Man with two N's, and then Wikipedia says it's one N, but then it also says that it is also known as Isle of Man with two N's. Which one is it? It's one N. M-A-N-N comes from Mananin, which is the ancient Celtic god of the island. Sorry, anybody from Isle of Man is listening to this. We got that totally wrong, but you know, screw it. Yeah, of course not. All right. He makes fun. He makes fun, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it up on... On Wikipedia, Manon Ellen Vannon. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, it's all, all the Manx Gaelic. Uh, Ellen Vannon's the, is the Manx name. So we have our own language, we've got our own government. It's the oldest, it's, it's the oldest single, single, it's the oldest concurrent parliament, yeah, that's ever been, it's 1100 years old. Yeah. So we are the oldest government in the world. Pretty weird. Hmm. Does it show? I mean, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Is it, <clears throat> I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, proud. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool little thing because we're such a small place. It'll take anything that makes us feel like we're we can stand out a little bit. You know, just you know, we want to want to have that like individuality that comes yeah. from being the Isle of Man. Yeah. So anything that we can get, we'll take. <laughs> I, I, I've been in the Far East and all over America, and when you say from the Isle of Man, the thing you get back is, "Hey, man, TT, yeah, bikes." And you go, "Yeah, yeah, bikes, man." That's that's what we're known for. We're known for the TT races, but there's more history than that. Such a rich history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sounds full of it, and we should celebrate that. I know it's not cool to go. I'm proud of the country I come from, but we don't mean that in a negative way. We just carry yeah, exactly. We live in a very rich country, but rich of heritage. Uh, we're, we're proud of it. Yeah, unique and interesting. Yeah, and if we can add to that, even better. It's by yeah. spreading the music of ours. Not the very end. Why not? Cool. Now, speaking of more consequences and these yeah. stories behind the record, you mentioned that one of them is historical. I imagine that's Rubicon, which has a music video, correct? No. It's not that one. So the Rubicon is the cross the Rubicon from Julius Caesar, 40-something uh, BC. Well, it's historical, but that's what the phrase yeah, is. So, so the phrase to cross the Rubicon means this reference to Julius Caesar. was taking his army to fight back in Rome, but across the Rubicon was the last line he could before it became illegal. So he stopped and then considered it. And it's taken as a me- metaphor for if you make a choice and do this, there's no turning back. Yeah. And in the story of the, of the record, it's used as a metaphor for People who've fallen down the rabbit hole of fake news or wouldn't listen to Facebook posts from their granddad rather than rather than medical science or climate science and like to do their own research by going to websites that don't even have a proper certificate on them. Uh, and the Rubicon is going not to people who haven't done that yet, because those people will never going to do that, but to those people who say, cross the Rubicon, start thinking to yourself a little bit more. You don't have to live this way. If you open your eyes a little bit and let it in, it can be beautiful. You don't have to live in the bubble of your 
uh, you're a collective bubble of your own, of your own opinions, and you're not stronger because you repeat what somebody else said. And that's the point of a song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was completely wrong. Historical event, but not in the uh, context of the song. But music video <laughs> is available on YouTube. So wherever you're tuning in right now, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, the website, the Rock Metal Podcast. .ca, you can see how it's almost unfair how good looking we are as a trio. Uh, but yeah, uh, but in in today's show, definitely in today's show notes, you'll find a couple of things. You'll find the band's website, aeons.online, as well as a music video for Rubicon, where you can see the boys. I'm watching them right now. They are jamming out, they're rocking out, and I'm counting how many strings there are on these guitars and uh there's a lot of strings you guys have got going on which of course is the celtic influence right you gotta have gotta have yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you get the west strings the easiest to play right yeah yeah exactly which is why i think i saw a a flag of three legs no 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 well i didn't have that in the video anyway I think that's just a no, 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 no,
He's so happy for the Swiss bedrooms, right? <laughs> wow. I always thought he used uh, the East and a headsticks, or maybe he did for a while. Or whatever they were called. They were like plastic with a plastic sheath. It was a very big yeah, thing in the nineties. Yeah, they're fully fully plastic, really light. I've got a pair at home, but I'm not they don't they don't gel well with me. Mm. They don't gel like the ones that stick to you. No, no, they don't now. Didn't are those the sticks you're using on the record? Like these drums that we're seeing uh in the in the record, is that or on the music video, is that what's on the record? Yeah, that's that's, that's his drum kit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a Tama kit. It's Tama Hyper Hyperdrive. It is. Pick, picked it up during lockdown because I wanted to treat myself to something to you know ease the pain of being locked indoors. So when I came back out, I got the fun of pulling that nice white thing out. I, w- I was going to go for the black one, but I bought the contrast black sticks, black clothes, yeah, yeah, white yeah. drum kit. Look, it just looked cool, you know. Fifty percent of it's playing good, and fifty percent of it's looking cool. Seventy percent. Yeah, seventy thirty split, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Now, because you mentioned going through. Was it six different genres on the record? Did that, uh, how did you approach the drums on that? Did you get different kits? Did you maybe different snares, different ride cymbals? How did you end up approaching that song by song? Was there songs where you added six more toms and then another song you removed? <laughs> Just played less toms than I needed to. No, but same tip a whole lot, pretty much. Yeah, we retuned the snare to get a bit, a bit of a lower pitch for the more mellower stuff. But like Blight, which is the mellow song, really even that's still played at like relatively full intensity for the most part because it's meant to be more sort of driven and a bit a bit rocky even though it's quite acoustic so it still has a bit of punch to it so yeah no there wasn't really much to be done in that respect we recorded all this ourselves because the yeah. man doesn't have the ability to go uh, to go to cross the big studios especially during covid so it was all recorded here except for drums and um we, we have two big music studios in our man that we have nice rooms that we have the ability to use. So it's basically using local resources. And then we farmed out the mastering to across to a beautiful guy called Seb Lieberman from Germany, from, uh, who's a great mastering guy. And uh, we're going to go to him now. He loves the music and uh, we love work, I love working with him. Uh, the, the guys love working with him. The sound he got was brilliant. So we're now going to actually farm the whole mixing out to him mm-hmm. rather than me losing him, uh, my time and my sleep trying to get these mixes right on my own. Yeah. If it's the same Seb, I know. Say hi. Oh, yeah. From Seb from uh, Odin. Oh, done. Crap. He's going to forgive me for avoiding his music. Odin Organ. Odin Organ. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Had him on to chat about uh, two albums one with the, the Cowboys, and, mm-hmm. then, and then the most recent one, which is more AI based. Yeah, why did you choose him? Uh, he's kind of like a power metal guy. Not to say that you know it wouldn't fit. Well, well, well I'm not going to speak for him. Yeah, but I had this conversation. Where I said, "Hey, man, what, you're in a power metal. What the hell you did? Why, why are you accepting this job from us? Because I'm not actually technically that into power metal. It's my band happens to be power metal. Yeah, and uh, the results he got on his uh, on his website. I just wanted something a bit more. There's, there's, there's a town of modern metal that I'm trying to avoid. I think we're all trying to avoid. We hear so many. We talked about this before. Yeah, about. We were, yeah. about a lot, of, a lot of metal bands, especially on the heavier end of the spectrum, they go for a sonic palette that is not to my liking. It's not to our liking. No, we said from the start we didn't want it to sound too much like the modern bands. Obviously, still on a modern sound yeah. production, but not too much like a lot of the, 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 the you know your, your standard sort of metal music that's out at the moment. Because a lot of it's it's it, 
it's, it's very just, same. Yeah, it it's very same. same. Yeah. You can't tell which band it is sometimes. So if you go to a producer who's not particularly in your style, that forces them to get to think slightly differently about how they produce your music. And because we're essentially a prog metal band, palm metal's not that far away, but it requires the clarity of the instruments, which is what we're more importantly interested in. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he did a great job on the mastering of that. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So we're, we're giving the whole job next time. And um, without, but he'll know now not to he'll know not to, to lose the parts of the sound that make us sound like us. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not. Uh, my own thoughts. Surprised his production facility isn't. I don't know bigger. And not to say that he's not big or well known or anything, but um, especially his records with Orden Ogan, they have great sound. So I'm surprised more people don't pick him out or or whatever. And I never chatted with him about that specifically, but um, he was sitting in his studio when we were chatting. Yeah. Yeah. He told me he made the last one Orden Ogan one himself. And then he found out the mastering is somebody else. But if everyone wants, if everyone wants to use him, he's on a, a website called Soundsmitter, which uh, used to run my Spotify, and is now once you've been rebought back by its owners. And Soundsmitter is where um, I found him originally, and we chatted. And you can uh, hit him up for your own uh, mastering or mixing purposes. Yeah. Quick plug there for our friend, for our Germanic friends. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not too bad either. At least if these are the the prices that are correct, 150. I'm guessing that's US uh, per song for mastering. That's not that's cheap for for what he can do. Yeah, GBP well, for for us, but, but at least, but yeah, it was the, the less than a thousand quid the whole mastering, and he spent forever on it. I think he did like 20 different versions. Yeah, for us. Really I'm not, I shouldn't really say that, should I? but 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 essentially the point is he liked the product. And he wanted to spend an extra uh, time to get it right. He didn't have to, but he did because he's, he's both invested in, in the songs and he's invested in making sure that everybody who can deal with it has the best result they can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone who's in a band, go to Sounds Better, pay back that sort of money, get your stuff mastered because it makes the, all the difference. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. night and day. It is absolutely night and day. Mm-hmm. Groovy. All right. So we chatted about the new album Consequences out September 10th. Now I don't have a, I don't have a record label listed. Is there a record label? Uh, not yet. So we are in the process of dealing with. So the so last time it was kind of a stock release, and then we did it ourselves. We we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We just released yeah, it. Just yeah, try, we always tragic end ourselves. We sold really well because we did that and we sold around the world, which is great. And um, we're really super happy with what's going on. But being a local Ironman band, we don't really understand how the, the record companies and the, 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 the music scene had moved on in the UK. So this time we got a PR company involved and that's why we've got so a lot of interest, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, hoping to leverage those um, management to get us onto some record labels in 2022. Whatever's possible. And if it means we stay on our own, we stay on our own. Yeah. As long as you retain control over writing the songs and writing the, the, the vision that we've got for what the song should sound like, what the thematic should be, and they should not compromise. Agreed. Compromise is like yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't compromise on, on, on the quality of what, yeah. what we're doing. It's like a very long time to get a song written sometimes because we, yeah. we may all, all five of us might have our like individual perspectives on how we want certain sections to be. And it can take a long time to iron through everybody's ideas and get the, the right idea, even though we don't want to do it at the point where we try and put a bit of everybody in there. We spend a bit of time 
trying everyone's ideas out and seeing which one we all agree is the best for what we do. So, yeah, we don't want to lose that ability. We, we, we've thrown out more than most bands I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and I can almost prove that with our projects folder. <laughs> uh, and, and thankfully, I write super quick. So yeah. we, uh, we might have had 60 songs for the last album and we got down to seven. Not a whole band complete, but demos produced them and played with and then refined to the seven you on the album. Yeah. No, there's not all the good stuff in there. It just wasn't hitting us. It was buzzing us at the, at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were about two days. Yeah. Well, uh, whereas Astronaut took three months. Yeah. So there's a, there's a big there's a big gap. Yeah. Sometimes it just flows. Sometimes it doesn't. Cool. All right. And so for everybody listening in who wants to hear those seven incredible songs can do so wherever it is that you consume music because the album is out and now called Consequences as well as the music video for Rubicon will be available in today's show notes where you can click that link as well as the band's website to stay in touch with them. And so, boys, that concludes my questions. Cool, man. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah.